Hello, this is Austin Enneagram, and this is Elizabeth. And Lee. And we are doing our last chapter of the Claudio Naranjo book study, Enneatype Structures, Type 9, Chapter 9, entitled Going with the Stream. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like y'all are going with the stream or you're like on the bank. <laughs> Like watching and waving to everyone yeah, who's floating, who's floating down. by. <laughs> it's either we float or you're yeah. on the bank. It could be an either ah, or for sure. <laughs> have a nice trip down the stream. I'm over here on the bank waving. <laughs> That's only maybe if it's like rapids. If it's a nice easy know. stream, we might be in it. Here's my here are my little phrases I picked up. Oh, good! I love when you do um, that. I think are good. Identity by symbiosis. Identity by symbiosis. Yeah. Is that going to come up in the chapter? Uh Okay. Playing dead to stay alive. That's one of my favorites. So wild. Oh my God. So good. Phlegmatic lack of passion. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I read that, I thought you, yeah. Compulsive abnegator. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is the one, ever since I've read this chapter, that I just think of all the time, psychological pachyderm. Yeah. Like, I it. think of myself now as like an armadillo. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. A pachyderm, is an armadillo a pachyderm? Well, is a I, I think it's like a, pach- a pachyderm is like someone who has, or as someone, um, has like the rough skin, like a rhinoceros, mm. um, like some, it's thick skinned. And so when I thought of thick skin, I just thought of like, like an armadillo or a rhinoceros. Yeah. Those are the two that came to me. I yeah. don't know if that is the word used to describe, mm-hmm. but that's armor. what's been in my head. Major is, armor. Yeah. And I guess because we're in Texas, I just thought of like this like well, armadillo and then also that they ball up and roll away. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't get to them and they oh my gosh. <clears throat> just retreat into themselves. Um, so. Okay. So. Right. Um, the word laziness and indolence uh, corresponding to type nine fail to convey what they were originally intended to signify mm-hmm. before sloth was introduced instead of the earlier Latin term assidia. Um, and assidia is a Greek word which means no care or mm-hmm. it referring to a laziness of the psyche and of the spirit rather than a tendency to inaction. So I think that's so important because mm-hmm. nines get so pushbacky about being, um, A, doing or pressed and being considered lazy. And I think to, to think of it as a laziness of psyche rather than inaction mm-hmm. is really super important. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it can be both for sure, but I think to put the emphasis on inaction is not overly helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Um, and I, I guess, like, the, also the um, under, like, the sub-chapter type, Assidia, it says the passion for comfort. <laughs> and I like yes, that. That's, and the mm-hmm. over-adjusted disposition. So I think that over-adjusted is kind of an interesting way to talk about. about merging. Mer- yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so... Uh, so such spiritual laziness may be spoken of in terms of a forgetfulness of God or in non-theistic language, a deafening to the spirit and a loss of the sense of being to the point of not even knowing the difference, 
a spiritual coarsening. Psychologically, acidia manifests as a loss of interiority, mm-hmm. a refusal to see, and a resistance to change. Yeah. The combination of loss of interiority and the resigned and abnegated character that goes along with it results in a syndrome of a good-hearted, comfortable earthiness that may be exaggerated to the point of literalness mm-hmm. and narrowness. Type 9 is not only one that has not learned to love himself as a consequence of love deprivation, but one who forgets his love frustration through a sort of psychological pachydermism. So that's that's where that he puts Mm -hmm. that in. An oversimplification, a psychological amputation that makes him the least sensitive and the most stoic of the Enneagram types. So the 9 being standing on the opposite of at the top of the Enneagram as the most stoic and the least sensitive. And Mm -hmm. Naranjo says here that the four and five at the bottom are the most sensitive. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that makes up the withdrawing stance. So I think that's kind of interesting. interesting, Yeah. 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 I made a note here, like the first time I read this chapter a while back, like thinking about psychological pachydermism and this, kind of least sensitive and stoic and as a young person I mean this is very gendered but how I grew up like I remember thinking I was I was super sensitive to the hurting of others and I would move towards it always but I would not say you move towards it like if there was a a wounded animal I'm Mm -hmm. gonna go pick it up I don't care if I get hurt if um we have to go visit someone in the hospital as a little kid. I want to go, you know, like mm-hmm. I was not, so I moved, moved towards, um, which is probably part of, part of this stoicism in me, but this kind of, I don't know. So I, I am in tune with that, but in myself, I would recognize, um, especially in my teenage years, I would think, gosh, I feel like, um, like I have emotions like a boy, you know, mm-hmm. that's like, I was kind of cut off from them. And that's, mm-hmm. I, that's not how I would talk about it today. But I remember um, utilizing that. It's very gendered language, but that's, you know, what I knew as a young girl, um, that I didn't feel emotional enough um, uh-huh. about my own, like I felt hidden and um, I could recognize that. You saw that as a mm-hmm. teenager. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's an interesting dichotomy to feel that in yourself, but then also be very connected yes. to the hurt of others, right? Very interesting. Yeah. 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 But not, not in tune with your own necessarily. Yeah. Or knowing it's there, but yeah, hidden, hidden. It's hidden in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a real. Um, similarity there to twos in a way Mm -hmm. where um, y'all are hidden from yourselves but really moving out to help others Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but but very different and I don't you know I don't know that would be all nines that again could just be a another kind of character trait of Lee right I don't Mm -hmm. know that that's necessarily a nine part but that could just be part of my soul piece that um that's what I do too, mm-hmm. you know, like the moving towards people who are hurting. But I think that in myself, that dichotomy of being a nine in that space is, is interesting. Um, yeah. Even as a young, and even as a young girl, I noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, also in the kind of mid-page um, at 142, he talks about sadness that makes mm. us slow in spiritual deeds. and That's what, what, how St. Thomas um, defines a city. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that reminded me of when I was listening to the Russ Hudson, Suzanne Stabile tapes where he was going through the virtues. And mm-hmm. I think when he was talking about nuns, he he said that they've forgotten that they're sad mm-hmm. and that under all of um, the pachydermism mm-hmm. is a um, kind of the sad and wounded heart um, that's really quite, you know, you know, like that's a really big mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, what I was just talking about, <clears throat> that there is a part of me that kind of started tamping that down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um in myself, and prob- probably if I was to talk about it in Enneagram terms, it would be because I didn't want to be too much, right? Mm. That I would, didn't want to be disconnected as, to be the sad one, or the one that always cries at this, or the one, you know, this weird um, uh, idea that I had about how people perceived me, mm. which we all do in some way, but um, I tamped that down pretty quickly. Pretty quick. mm-hmm. Interesting. And wh- when I got in touch with it, it was all interior. Like, mm-hmm. I would not necessarily Speak say it out, out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's harder. Mm-hmm. Harder to do. Um, for, for it is not a lack of religiosity that characterizes type 9, but rather the contrary. Only that this tends to be a religiosity in the social and ideological implications of the word rather than in reference to its mystical core. Type 9 is, as we shall see, the contented and generous type of person whose sloth reveals itself not so much as an aversion to spiritual things as in a loss of inwardness, an aversion to psychological exploration, and with a resistance to change that exists side by side with an excessive stability and a conservative Mm -hmm. inclination Anand's motto to himself and others could be, don't rock the boat. Mm. Um, That is my father in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I mean, I still, for me, this part of... Hurts. Well, the part, it feels more like for me and my own, as honest I can be about my own kind of life review, it shows up more in my psychological makeup than, because I've... I feel like the most intensity I've felt in the times that I have made big decisions are connected to my interior kind of seeking mystical, um, spiritual type experiences, right? That that's, um, like I've been really drawn to that and not, I mean, I've just like everyone else, I'm sure I went through a kind of black and white, this or that phase but I, in my own spiritual search, was drawn really quickly to mystical experiences and kind of let, let those lead me in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, I mean, the thing about mysticism is mm-hmm. it's very hard to talk about yeah. or express. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if, there, if that feels comfortable to you, like that it's not something that um, 
you know, like it can be like your own private Idaho. Like it's yeah, I think that could be. For it could sure. be this little secret moment that you have inside you mm-hmm. that you're you're not really. Um. You know, I don't know. There aren't words. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, and I, I think that I think about my my, you know, this kind of going down the river and mm-hmm. this kind of. Um, concept of religiosity and social and, and, and ideological implications. And I see with a loss of inwardness and an aversion to psychological exploration. I, I see, I, I, I think that makes sense to me mm-hmm. um, that religion can almost be a way of being in the stream mm-hmm. and it can be a way, a, a big, uh, comfortable path yeah. where you're merging with everyone and it feels soft and it feels comfortable and it feels kind and it mm-hmm. feels calm and it, all these things that it offers exactly what a nun's looking for. But it's like, I think it can be window dressing. And I think mm-hmm. that like the um, willingness to really internalize um spiritual concepts so that there's skin on them and your skin on them and what that means and being able to articulate that um, and even just live into it in a very Mm -hmm. regular daily way Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know I just uh, I think I think Naranjo articulates the difference between um, uh, having uh, being religious and being really open to psychological inwardness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's super important. Um, so then he gets into trait structures, first being psychological inertia, mm-hmm. um, a paucity of inner experiences. I love the word paucity. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of a lack of inner experiences, um, uh, a lack of fire, Mm-hmm. A phlegmatic lack of passion. Along with these terms, we may link narcotization. Narcotization, also mm-hmm. introduced by Horny. He's talks, talking about mm-hmm. Horny. Mm-hmm. Um, thick-skinned. Um, an intellectual expression of the defensive loss of inwardness is a lack of subtlety and imagination. An emotional consequence, a deadening of feelings, which may be either apparent in an excessively phlegmatic disposition mm-hmm. or in lack of communication about self or hidden under a genial or jovial disposition. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. So yeah, he's I kind of too. laying out three different ways of having that deadening of feeling, which is mm-hmm. um, either an excessively phlegmatic way of being in the world mm-hmm. or a lack of being able to talk about yourself mm-hmm. or... Um, or just hiding it under this warmth and genial, peaceful, kind nature. Yep. Yeah. Which we, which maybe, I mean, I, I didn't think about this at a time, but it would be interesting to connect those types of hiddenness to the instincts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I'll write that down. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Instincts. Yeah. Um, at the cognitive level, the most decisive aspect is the person's 
deafening to his or her inner voices, a loss of instinct, well hidden by an apparent animalization. He, he talks a lot about animal mm-hmm. and creatureliness. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Not wanting to see, not wanting to be in touch with one's experience is something akin to cognitive laziness. Mm-hmm. An eclipse of the experiencer. I, I like that. An eclipse of the experiencer or inner witnessing in the person. Mm-hmm. Um, in line with such eclipse of cognition in the light of a predominantly active disposition is a trait that may be called concretism, um, the expression of which ranges from literalness to an excessively earthbound attitude. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have anything to say about that? I find that concept of concretism to be a little... Um, out I of didn't my, underline out of any my, of that. Actually. You did not. <clears throat> no, I didn't really. I feel like much. we talked about concretism in our number night, but I've forgotten what we said mm-hmm. about it. Um, I do like the words excessively earthbound. That's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I guess that's a similar way of similar talking about way. non-mystical. Yeah. Um, at the expense of settle. Like, I didn't underline. Well, you didn't, yeah, you're I didn't like, really. You're like, fuck that. I mean, that, well, I <laughs> no, know, I'm kidding. I didn't, yeah, I just no, didn't just really. My own, like, personal. Didn't re- it didn't re- you didn't relate to that. Yeah, the concretism the, concept. Um, a loss of openness to the unexpected and to the spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to me, like, that is. That's a really good way. I mean, like, the words that I've held on to as I've learned what it's like to be a nine or kind of done my work are mm-hmm. being asleep. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, a way to do it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, that practicality at the expense of, um, the unknown or the, mm-hmm. um, and so, loss of, yeah. And so I, I, I think it's important because, um, I think sleep. I think probably sleep works for all nines, but I yeah. do think there are some nines who are more prone to hiding it behind this joviality. Mm-hmm. So kind of that. I think there's the nine that's like warm and mm-hmm. jovial and and merges with people and gets along and everybody likes them mm-hmm. and da 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 da. And I mean, there's an asleepness in that, but I think it's like looks different yeah. than probably you as a self preserver. Well, and I just, Maybe. so I think it, it would be just like any other number. Like, I, I don't know what's asleep in me unless I'm looking. Like, right. I, I cannot, and there's all, I'm always. And you're kind of predisposed not to look. Right, but yeah. doing my work, I'm going to keep uncovering parts of me that are asleep. Right. right. There, I think that's, that's what this is. And right. so I, I don't, I don't think nine times out of 10, it's apparent to most people, that kind of inner work. Maybe your closest and your bestest who are helping you bear witness to yourself. But mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I think, I think, I don't know about harder. I think if you're numbing out, if you're narcotized, like we are prone to do, mm-hmm. then that means it's numb and it's not harm. You know, it feels we've substituted numbness for peace, right? We've, mm, that's good. That's Liz. the peace. So it might be hard to see at first because it's numb, you know? Yeah, no. I'm... And it's parts of, I mean, I think that's just like anyone's inner world. It's going to be all kinds of differences about that. But I think that's the part is once you uncover it, you're like, ooh, do I want to be numb 
in this part? Do I or do I want to be asleep to this part? Yeah. Um, and you just peel it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you have to keep peeling it back? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think just like every other number, they're a little pebble in their shoe. I mean, I think it's always going to be there, ready. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or different parts of me mm-hmm. that I've numbed. Um, next uh, trait is over-adaptation. Mm-hmm. Over-adaptation. Um, Which traditionally, in a lot of our teaching, is we call merging. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a kind of an interesting way to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the quotes here are over-adaptation, self-denial, self-neglect, inattention to personal needs, and an over-controlled disposition. Mm-hmm. Um, it is against the background of this disciplined and controlled aspect of type 9 that we can understand the alcoholic propensity of this mm-hmm. character as well as the passion for eating. Both illustrate a comp- Compensatory indulgence of physical appetites that do not constitute an intensification of aliveness. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was Huge. interesting I, as an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think it's interesting that you can get your hands dirty with drink and food, and yet that does not get in the way of feeling um, like it doesn't get in the way of a, a concept of peace. It's like an aliveness that's available to you because you mm-hmm. get to control it in every aspect. Maybe. I mean, I, I just think it's, I, I think the, 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 the I, thinking about eating and drinking as a compensation of aliveness that yeah. doesn't interact, doesn't mess with your, supposedly, supposedly. does not. Yeah, all but in your mind, place. you're, yeah. you're saying, oh, I can do this. Oh, I'm so alive. Yeah. Oh, I'm so passionate. Yeah. Um, in these ways that everyone can see you being passionate and, every, and you can feel passionate, but it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's a another way to numb. It's another way to it's numb. It's another numbing. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I started this a lot. I think to me, like inhibit one's impulses is huge. Um, and mm-hmm. I would say probably a lot of nines would say what, I don't know what my impulses are, even, right? Right, that they're mm-hmm. so out of touch, and so I think the um, not rocking the boat, the mm-hmm. going along with the stream, you numb out or lose mm-hmm. connection to those impulses, um, and then you you're not even aware where you're. You have to find that aliveness elsewhere, but you have to be, you know. And I I would guess that food and drink would be an easy place to, yeah. to do it. Um, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's just, I've just never heard that before. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I, mean, I remember Suzanne saying that we, as nines, were one of the most prone to addiction hmm. because of probably the stuffing and the um, the wanting to be okayness. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good, it's yeah. a good numbing mm-hmm. technique. Um, then also I, use deliberate and responsible. Did you see that? Well, this whole paragraph mm-hmm. is kind of positive, so we can throw responsible. <laughs> um, I, I like the uh, description of uh, one who carries the bucket, mm-hmm. dependable, generous, um, re- ready to carry a large load over her shoulders. Um, in most cases, 
The failure to embody the ideal of loving one's neighbor as oneself comes from loving oneself more than one's neighbor. But in Enneotype 9, the situation appears as the opposite. Mm -hmm. For the over-adjusted postpone their own good and the satisfaction of their needs in an excessive yieldingness to the demands and needs of others. Mm -hmm. I think that's another really good description of merging. Yeah. No, yeah. it's great. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a, and it's kind of makes me sad a little bit, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. um, it's, that's very, it's very loving to others. Um, yeah. but it's, it's kind of abandoning oneself. Right. And I think again, excess, like the next paragraph, he says ex excessive, um, adaptation to the world would be too painful to endure without self forgetfulness. Yeah. So it's that, that's the loop, right? Mm -hmm. That you over identify. So you have to somehow you've, you've forgotten yourself along the way. And I, you know, going back, I don't know if this is helpful or not at all, but just going back to myself as a young kiddo, kind of trying to get in touch with kind of my, my heart's instinct to move towards folks, to kind of be that active love, but right away not doing it for myself, right? right that, right. you know, even young, um, mm -hmm. not, so it's, it's an interesting um, paradigm. Yeah. Um, well, I think, the connection to the two. And I, I think it's mm -hmm. like what you were saying earlier that to to, um, to take care of one's needs is to be, um, I mean, uh, it's, it's just like maybe it's just to, you, you don't want to, you're not, you don't want to be that person. You want to be like, yeah. um, and also it, maybe it doesn't feel like peace to kind of look inward and deal with all the things that are coming up. And, yeah. That's much more peaceful to like go be loving to someone else. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that's what he's definitely saying here. Yeah. Um, abdication from oneself and from life. It is a, as if the non endorsed a strategy of playing dead to stay alive. <laughs> yep. It's just the best one it's ever. So oh, good. did you just, are we at resignation? Did you? Um, let's you? see. Well, so. Uh, You're on page 146. One for, top okay. of 146. Okay. It is as if the non endorsed a strategy of playing dead to stay alive, mm -hmm. yet becoming tragically dead in life in the name of yeah. life. Life, yeah. Really, just really precise. Uh, and really. how he talks about it. And that's under the trait of resignation. Yes. And I just put there I, that I think this is part of where the whole passive-aggressive mm. stuff come. Or I mean, you can find passive-aggressive mm -hmm. outcomes in all of this These trait stuff. structures, yeah. But I think, um, you know, wanting, <clears throat> involving laziness in regards to one's needs, contentedness, giving up. Or standing up for one's rights. So if you mm -hmm. have decided playing dead is the way for peace, which is just so, like, I mean, oh my gosh, that then when you come alive, you know, it, there's that, a lot of resentment. There's a lot there. of resentment. Yeah. 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 Um, generosity is a good trait structure. Um, generalized goodness of nature, which we all feel in nines, kindness helpfulness, forgivingness, and above all abnegation may be considered the hardiness of, of any type nine, the friendly conviviality and the extroverted jollity. Um, a good listener, 
ready to be helpful, sympathetic, and comforting, perhaps commiserating. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. all those things from nines. They're such good friends, you know. And the word there, he uses the word, did you just say this, visceratonic? I did not say it. It's a really good, I had to look it up. Of yeah. course, like many words. But what does it mean? Easygoing, sociable, uh. comfort seeker. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's a, good. It's just a good word. Viseratonic. It is a good word. Um, Was well known to Dickens well known to <laughs> and David Dickens. Copperfield. Yeah. Love that. Comfort, kind it's, of comfort seeking. Um, ordinariness mm-hmm. is another trait structure. Mm-hmm. Um, unassuming is another way to talk about nines. I think this is really important to the nines. I know. Yeah, Very absolutely. important. Their self concept is likely to be low which often involves a resignation, there's that word again, in terms Mm -hmm. of narcissistic needs. And one thing I've noticed with nines is that this is kind of a trigger point. So they've abnegated, right? And so they seem, in my opinion, to have an eye on the people who are not (laughs) abnegating. And I do Mm -hmm. think some of the anger comes from that. Mm -hmm. When they see people who are taking up lots of space, people who are, quote, entitled, um, it makes a nine mad. Yeah, it does. Uh, Yeah. Uh, A characteristic ordinarity, a plainness and simplicity seem to derive from the giving up of the concern to excel and shine. Mm -hmm. Um, Type 9 wants neither to shine like type 3, nor to be the best like type 1. Though 9s with this character seem to have given up the wish for recognition, there is a deep and unconscious love thirst in their abnegated resignation and an implicit wish for love retribution, mm-hmm. the sense of worth, as well as the sense of existence of, 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 of type nine, of, of, mm-hmm. being, of being not through applause, but rather through vicarious participation, a living through others, mm-hmm. lost That's identity. Symbiosis, identity through symbiosis. It becomes an identity, yeah, mm-hmm. for symbiosis with family, nation, party, club, team, and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, Sentimental and familial on the larger group level. So um, I'm going to read this whole sentence. We might speak of interiority through participation. I think that's super important. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another way of talking about what he was talking about earlier with the religion part, that you can participate in religion and that replaces interiority. Mm -hmm. You can participate in family. And that can replace interiority. You can participate in politics, in clubs, in mm-hmm. teams, and that feels like connection. That and the emerging. connection is almost theoretical. Mm-hmm. It's like the non desires connection and love and participation, but it's it's like a it's like a theory. It's not actually. I feel that the nuns. Uh, do do it without getting their hands dirty. They're just mm-hmm. like in the group, um, looking all apart, but not really. No skin in the game, like not a lot of skin in the game. You know, um, mm-hmm. and they can hide there. They can hide in these groups. They can hide in the church and in the club and in the fa- even in the family in like a family group with yeah. the. Uh, with just that kind of going along in the group, happy, joy, conviviality thing, and like no one's asking anything of them because that's working so well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of in that, I think the source of anger is linked to that too because 
I do think they actually want to be connected. I do think they actually want to be connected, right? Well, but everybody I think, wants that. Yeah, be but that negated, right? Yeah, but, but that like you have to have skin in the game to to be connected. So I think I mean yeah. obviously every number has yeah. desires that they're not activating in order to get those desires. So we've talked about that yeah. like you oh, know. Yeah. So this is the nine's kind of way of doing that where mm-hmm. they're like I want to be connected and I want peace. And everything in my life is going to look like that's what I'm going after. But I'm actually, I'm actually, it's actually almost like an idea of Mm -hmm. peace and connection. It's almost, that's where that sentimentality comes in. It's like you can be sentimental about connection and family concepts without having skin in the game. And skin in the game means gritty one-on-one conversations, awkwardness, mm-hmm. um, being being a part of something when the going gets rough, when the talk gets rough, you know, and that's how you build connection. Yeah. 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 <laughs> preach. <laughs> preach. Preach, preach. Um, Robotic habit boundness. Um, mm-hmm. Nons as creatures of habit, excessively yep. concerned with the preservation of balance. God, yes. Conservative and tradition directed to the point of rigidity. Mm-hmm. On the whole, we are struck by the paradox that this most painstaking and long suffering way of being in the world is rooted in a passion for comfort, a psychological mm-hmm. comfort purchased at such high price that it in, intimated above bio and I don't know what bioenergetic practitioner but like he it could be considered masochistic mm-hmm. is what he's saying mm-hmm. so I, I think what he's saying here is that it's a paradox that there's so much abnegation and there's so much boundariness um, and that that is a that that's a high price to pay for this idea of comfort I, I mean, I've, one of the things I've thought about, and I'm not sure which one of these trait structures it connects with the most, but I feel like throughout my life, and I feel like other nines perhaps too, at least, or people in the body triad, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. and ones maybe more than eights, but I feel like a like a physicality, like I've always, so I seek, seeking comfort, mm-hmm. all the places, all the places, seeking comfort. <laughs> and then I, I've always wanted to do group exercises that kick my butt, like that are mm. really hard and kind of scare me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and that are very different than how I kind of harmonize and present. And I mm-hmm. think there is something in the, physicality of doing something that you that like puts your body like I'm, I don't know if I can do this or I'm breathing you mean so like hard. in your yoga classes like running or? yoga uh-huh you know I that's always kind of been a way I feel like that has at least for me I think helped open up mm-hmm. the numb spaces like where I yeah. can it, it's a vehicle for mm-hmm. me to get in um and I notice when I'm not in a kind of a phys, really physically integrated um, and it's, it, you know, 
I, it can't be like, I, I obviously meditation, yes, or uh, something that's a softer form of exercise. But I, there's something in my head in in myself that I have to, um, or that is really helpful for me to do something that feels really difficult. Yeah, um, really rigorous, rigorous. physically mm-hmm. rigorous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I think that opens for for me it makes it kind of softens those other places strangely yeah um, I think it's really good for us all all of you us know, yeah I find I find doing physically rigorous things really opens me up as well mm-hmm. it and tackles the things I'm afraid of yeah you know yeah so yeah. there's airplanes flying mm-hmm. over um distractibility yeah. is the next trait structure um an over uh, not wanting to see which he said before and this results in an oversimplification of the outer and inner world a diminished capacity for psychological insight and an intellectual laziness um, a loss of the subtlety of awareness required to sustain the sense of being beyond the many experiences in the in the world mm-hmm. um, so kind of outside the muck so if you're trying to kind of B, it's kind of what I was saying earlier about putting mm-hmm. having skin in the game. If you don't have skin in the game because you're trying to um, avoid the muck or mm-hmm. the chaos or the lack of peace, then then you then you it makes sense then that you would kind of lose some subtlety about the situation about what's actually happening. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to me that that feels like what we do in general now, like societally, this feels mm. like a trait. A distractibility. Yeah. Yeah, we're all distracting um, ourselves. And the excessive kind of... Um, um, I, at the bottom... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> love that. The distractibility of attention is, however, by the individual's deliberate pursuit of distractions, as if driven by the desire not to experience or not to see. Um, and he goes on to list... A, a list of things, right? So t- TV, newspaper, sewing, crossword puzzles, activity in general, in addition to sleep, which I would guess most nines, yes, serve the purpose of narcotization or numbing out. And, you know, it's so, um, I think this is where, like, the self-observation is so important because we can list a whole list of things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we can, um, but only you know if you're What's using it as a numbing yeah. tool, right? Yeah. Only you... It could look really kind of, non-distracting. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, or it could look like, oh, that's numbing, but it's mm. in yourself, it's something else. Like, I, mm. I just was thinking about, like, um, like for me, quilting mm. is actually, can be getting in touch with my kind of creative self, mm-hmm. but I'm mm. going to do it, by, I'm doing it by myself a mm. lot, or I'm you know, sometimes in a group. And then it can, just like everything else, be the thing that draws me away. Like, it can become a numbing thing, just like any, you yeah, know, anything. Yeah, I suppose that's true of all yeah, of our activities. Yeah, of all of our things, yes. right? Yes, Um, That it can become your distractibility tool or your <laughs> way to, um, without, without your inner, without your work, without... A, it's a good thing for not to think up. about I think like yeah. what are your distractibility tools yeah maybe yeah. like just kind of maybe journal about that uh-huh. I would think would be helpful um, and then the last bit is always existential psychodynamics um, 
just as at the bottom of the Enneagram, four and five, mm-hmm. um, conscious existential pain is maximal. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I have to say from Naranjo, I have learned that I'm sharing all this so with my husband. I and I just didn't even know that. And it's the made sensitivity me, it's is... made me, it's made me softer with him. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, the feelings are not evident or available really. Mm-mm. But now that I know they're not evident or available because he's a sea anemone and he's this little boy that's super, so, so, so sensitive that he's, He's pachydermed that a long time ago, you know? Oh, yeah. And so I I feel like I know how to access it. Not all the time, but I, I'm better at accessing it now. And then I feel like I have a teammate with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You know, like just in this last week where I've lost my friend. Yeah. Um, I, I've, he has come alongside me and has had, he's been able to talk about mm-hmm. the dreams he's been having and what he's his inability to sleep and why and what he's thinking about and it's just been um I'm just grateful that he can I'm grateful that he's accessing it yeah I really am my gosh um anyway sorry so I tracked there um so just as at four and five is uh, maximal (laughs) maximal conscious existential pain um the enneotype nine at the top of the the diagram is minimal which is interesting just (laughs) in the shape of things right yeah i think it's interesting minimal at the top maximal yeah yeah and he yeah and he gets into and actually um gosh i think uh i've been reading um helen palmer Mm -hmm. she gets into all that too because she uses the sides of the triangle and all that stuff and so yeah she kind of reads the diagram in a similar way which is kind of interesting um so let's see um and while ontic obscuration in type three is better intuited by an outsider who may ask what is all the rush about um than by the subject himself so then by the three himself Mm -hmm. the type nine not even an outsider would guess the loss of inwardness Mm -hmm. on the individual's part for his contentedness seems to radiate in such a way that he seems more there to others than he himself feels. Yes. So I, I think that's really important. It's um, really good. It's, it's really, really good. good language for. It's just really good language. Yeah, and it's um that so, like that contentedness mm-hmm. and radiating that contentedness, mm-hmm. and how that's part of the. That's part, part of the, the trap. Ar- it's part of the armor. It's part yeah. of the being a pachyderm. Yep. Um, so the nine becomes blind to himself. Um, a seeming lack of craving that gives the person an aura of spiritual fulfillment. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that's another way to kind of quote hide religiously or spiritually is that to be to be self abnegating. Like you can have some pride and some feelings about that as a spiritual person that you're you know there's um I feel like this is just the language that's in the world right now but the that term spiritual bypassing yes yes like that is a place where if you're not aware where the nines feel like oh well I've done it kind of like a so good I'm so peaceful being you know we could probably Mm -hmm. talk about all the numbers how we trick ourselves into thinking well we've it's a it's kind of the same thing of like we've decided this is the only way to be in the world. Mm-hmm. And so when we are that way, 
we feel really, we can feel really good about ourselves, even yeah. if it's yeah. not really, you know, it is just a bypass. Like, actually, the good is in the muck, it's in, in the, the way, it's on the in way. putting your skin in the game. Yeah. Um, it almost feels like a simulation of, it can feel like a simulation of, of peace, warmth, and conviviality, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the seeming lack of craving. I think that's interesting, a seeming lack of craving, no. which implies that there is craving. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this, an ontic libido. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's just a really good... Ontic uh, libido. I love that. Yeah. Um, the seeming enlightenment of the healthy peasant entails an unconsciousness of unconsciousness. So we, we mm. did talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Unconsciousness of conscious, unconsciousness. Unconsciousness. Of falling asleep. asleep to your own yearning. Mm-hmm. So you're not even conscious of how you're not conscious. Is that what he means? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, I do... Like, the next sentence, he said, I cannot understand Achazo's statement to the effect that in indolence, the trap, quote-unquote, is being too much of a seeker. And I can understand that. You can? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, mm. for me... <laughs> and I've tried. I've tried to maybe articulate this in the past, but I feel like a lot. And what is hard sometimes for me to um, unwind in myself is that I so much of my internal seeking, even when it's caused conflict, like even when following it um, feels conflictual. Mm-hmm. There is this. Um, kind of just kind of like a a five you don't know that all of that's happening inside them because they're Mm -hmm. so stoic on the outside that Mm -hmm. is happening Mm -hmm. in me Mm -hmm. but I am like running 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 digging 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 Mm -hmm. listening 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 because seeking 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 because I think when I when I find it I'm gonna find peace like I'm it's like I feel like so much of my 20s and 30s and and it's my trap door now mm-hmm. that if I'm I'm seeking for like an okayness um, right. instead of believing the okayness is already there and leaning into mm. that it's mm. very subtle mm. but I I'm sure meditation's got to help with that it helps yeah for sure but that it's it's also yeah. a trap like if you're not aware of it you think meditation is going to or this mm. insight will. If I have this insight, then I follow that insight, then I will feel at peace instead of trusting that peace is. Yeah. So and whatever the disturbance is. So that sentence I, makes, I'm for just, me, that's been a trap. I just wonder if seeking peace without skin in the game right. is not seeking really well like is it is that a distraction because like if you're seeking theoretical peace like it's a concept of peace and connectedness out there that the nine is always seeking but the actions to get to what that is are not um the actions that will have consequences of peace and of connectedness and so well i what i'm saying is mm -hmm. i think in my experience and what I've observed in myself mm-hmm. is that being too much of a seeker. And mm-hmm. for me, I put skin in the game for what 
I've decided to do with whatever insight I've had, right? So I'm going to make a decision about my career. I'm going to move towards something. So I am doing based on an insight, Mm -hmm. but underneath and mixed in and like messied up and all of that, I'm not, I, it's hard to be aware that I think that one thing is going to be it, right? Like Mm. that, even, even when I'm, you know, skinning my knee, going to do the thing, Mm -hmm. the insidiousness of um, the trap is that I think that thing is finally going to be the place or where I get to, ha, I finally, Mm -hmm. that psychic kind of um, unease in myself will release. Instead of just trusting that, Hmm. instead of the seeking being, and doing even the doing for like the a, peace, it's a, like a. It's almost like the way a seven seeks freedom. You're seeking yeah. peace. Yeah. Like in this kind of way where you're never gonna get it. Right. You're never gonna get it. And I, th- I think, I'll, I'll always have to be observing that in myself yeah. because mm-hmm. it's just kind of there. And so maybe it's, I, I know we always talk about nines not stopping, but I think, for me at least, kind of observing that mm-hmm. and knowing that if I am moving towards or um, have a, am seeking and just that, it's just a real, it's really slight. It's yeah. really slight. But if I have to like pin my hopes on that thing, ha, huh, you yeah. know, giving me that. So I, have to, I guess you have to really be aware that you've pinned your hopes there. Yeah. You have to notice that Not that's where you've pinned it. Yeah. 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 And I think probably, you know, you've done a lot of work and you, you're you aware of all these things, but yeah. I think probably a lot of nines are. Um, I think a lot of nines, if they were listening to us right now, would be like, I'm so peaceful. <laughs> right? I don't know what you're talking know. about with yeah. all this angst and all this, you know. I think they, mm-hmm. I think they would maybe dismiss a lot of what we're saying and say it's hooey and just be like, I'm so like, that's just too much. Like that, all of this is too much or it's not true or it's, it's it's too complex or it's too, um, you know, whatever, whatever we could say about it to make you not have to think about it. Right. I mean, internalize it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, not in, so yeah. So he. So you're saying you feel that you are a seeker, and 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 Naranjo is saying that Achazo said the trap is being too much of a seeker, which you feel personally, I actually Lee. Feel. Yeah. And Naranjo is saying he that. feels he doesn't understand that, and mm-hmm. he thinks nines are not enough of a seeker, mm-hmm. despite the sub, subjective sense of being so, and despite I, manifestations yeah. of displaced seeking, such as air. Well, so let's let's look at this, mm-hmm. such as erudition, traveling, mm-hmm. or collecting. Well, I don't know about collecting antiques. That's yeah. a random. He must know somebody. I mean, it's just he, like, he knows some <laughs> non. This is like where you collector. lose people with the. Um, list of right, but I like. I think it's interesting what he's saying that a sub um, that what he means by not enough of a seeker is that man that they are manifestations of displaced seeking. Mm -hmm. So it's like which could be a way to talk about primary triangle doing dominant Mm -hmm. doing repressed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Not manifestation of displaced seeking. Yeah. Could be a way of talking about 
non-productive doing, possibly. Yeah. Um, so uh, he talks about forgetting of self as the root of all pathologies. Um, because he's kind of Central, saying that y'all are the Central least neurotic, position. you know, yeah. but then he's, so he's like, you're but kind of like. But we're the root of everyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> you're the root of self-forgetting. Um, so, yeah, he says we may say that the Indian tribe is the least neurotic, um, but that they're the most forgetful of self, which is kind of a root. Mm-hmm. Um, the over-creaturization, um, a search for being in the realm of creature comforts and survival-related practicalities. Um being through belonging, which mm-hmm. I think is another way of what we were saying earlier about clubs, religion, mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. and things like that being a way of belonging without skin in the game. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a concept of belonging. It's a concept of peace. It's a concept of connectedness that you just get to kind of have in this very theoretical, mm-hmm. um, non-gritty way. Um uh, and yeah, he goes on to say where you can be a loved one, mm-hmm. a nation, a political party, a club, even a football team. Um, and he does see it's interesting, like, I am you, therefore I exist. Yes. Right? Yes. I, I am because I can do, or I am, I am because I can be this. But basically, that it gets all mixed up in the abnegating of self, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole part of merging. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so, um, the most satisfying pacifier, ontic pacifier, and the search for being in the concrete. So the search for being in the concrete is another way to talk about that concretism Mm -hmm. that he was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. Seeming most commonsensical turns out to be the most hidden of the types. Mm. Um, the invisibility of ignorance and for the singular unobtrusiveness of type non-neurosis. So he's saying that you're the least neurotic, but the neuroticness is the invisibility it's, it's so and the unobtrusiveness, <laughs> yeah. which is super interesting, the no. super hiddenness. And that's what I would say, mm-hmm. you know, like that when I think about myself as feeling neurotic, I think about the when I think that about the outsizedness of if I express my desire, if I express my needs, like it is neurotic to think that it would take over, you know, whatever, that it would be um, too much for people yeah. or that. Because that is like the skin my, in the game. Yeah. So the, like the, the neurotic part of that is my interpretation of the reception of that. Yes. Right. So yes. that's the hiddenness. Um, and it makes me, of course, I don't seem neurotic because I'm not telling you all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been in spaces where I have to, and that's been pulled out in me. And mm-hmm. I, I know that in myself. And mm-hmm. I've been forced by life to say I'm hurting or I'm this or that. But in my head still, it is outsized. It is so silly. Um, it is, it is, it does, it it feels very silly to me, but it still to have lives in me. Feelings firmly. and talk about it? No, just to have to, desires. To, to, to take up a space in that way uh-huh. and to imagine that you're taking up so much when you, you're not. No, you you're never just not. Are. You never yeah, are. Yeah, and so that, that, is, that is neurotic. I mean, I think, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that um, it's frustrating. It's, it's a frustrating, a huge, weird 
place of miscommunication yeah. that nines have with other people. Yeah. It's like a real, it's a real place where people miss. Um, yeah. When they're, and so that's a real place of disconnection and it's a real place of where the peace is not. Yeah. You know. And I would think internal, like people who do how we just described nines and mm-hmm. like fives who think you've been along with them on their mm-hmm. intellectual journey or mm-hmm. taking things apart. Mm-hmm. But that, that, I mean, it just creates a miss. It, um, it is, I've, I've always used the word silly when thinking of that, you know, like I know it's silly. Mm-hmm. I know it's not true, but it's so hard to yeah. um, realize that you're, that you're, I don't, I don't know if too much is the right word, but it, that it's an outsized, it, it's almost like a weird ego thing, right? Mm-hmm. That you, it's a, in a backdoor kind of way. Mm, um, that's interesting. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, I think we're all, um, I think one thing that I like about studying the Enneagram is it kind of shows you the way in which, what no matter what type you are, mm-hmm. where you think there is is not ego is actually a lot of ego like where you think you're really having like a true moment is actually like a real centering of self um i'm just really paying Mm -hmm. attention to that a lot Mm -hmm. in the ways in which i center my story in in reality Mm -hmm. um and try and try to just try to work on that. And I mean, I'm, is it the opposite for you? Is it the opposite for you? Is It's almost like you're n- not centering yourself enough in the story of reality. It's really tricky. Yeah. Man, it's really, um, I think it's tricky. And I think, and again, I think it just, it obviously would depend on people's stories. Um like I, so I, you know, I was just on this retreat in um, Costa Rica, and there was a lot of silence. And I, I've always kind of thought I kind of move in these spaces, and am drawn to the gray. And I've used non-dual language for mm-hmm. a long time. And one of the things that shocked me, <laughs> and it should not have. But how much dual kind of things in myself came up in me. Like, mm. I'm this or I'm that. Well, no, mm. I am both. You know, mm-hmm, like I, mm-hmm. and like, so I've, thinking about those, all these different parts of me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think as an, if I put Enneagram language on it, that I can be um, sad and I can move towards others that are sad. Or I can, um, I can kind of listen to my spiritual impulses mm-hmm. and I can take care of myself as a mid-40-something-year-old person who needs to think about practicalities. Like, mm-hmm. that there are not a lot of either-ors. Or, um, you know, I can be the person who says what she needs and the person who bring softness right like Mm -hmm. that it's not Mm -hmm. like one doesn't erase the other like whatever my like all of that is a is true like all of it's true yeah that there's not like the like if I could just lean back into the fact that there's already peace 
and that mm-hmm. it's all you know this mm-hmm. it's pulsing and breathing already that it's not something you have to go and grab then I think both that like those both both ends parts of me are okay because I don't they're not outsized like the neurotic part of me mm-hmm. the part that wants to be neurotic and mm-hmm. hold that's a really dualistic way of making my way through the world you know yeah and probably it it, it can let you off the hook to to think um to have these i am this pul- or i'm that yeah and then then you get to believe one of them and it kind of right. lets you um and rest yeah. or right. let you off the hook or let you just not have to think about it further or not participate or right whatever, whatever when does. when it's that it's just not true yeah you know like yeah. we've all of us have stories have done that mm-hmm. you know like we've all for decided sure. this is the way for wholeness right. my type or in all the ways that we have cobbled together the way that we act out mm-hmm. that and um I, th- I think for me at least in my ways of being neurotic that it's helpful for me like that's it's that like parts that you get to be all of these things not one is the secret piece not one is the answer like not one way is gonna make everything okay because everything right. already is okay mm-hmm. like you are already in it yeah you know yeah um and that's yeah yeah, yeah. i'm always trying to say no to that <laughs> yeah yes you know? yes yeah. one one way is not gonna give you all the peace and this other way is not gonna no. take it all away either right yeah right so, right yeah it's kind of the trusting that it is that yeah. you're okay that it yeah. already is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. good well this was i enjoyed the Murano. i feel like i've learned a lot i i mean i feel like anytime i teach we teach a know your number that i just i like the different descriptors he Mm -hmm. gives i Mm -hmm. just feel like there's gonna be a lot more entry points to people to like hear their number like he just has really precise language um that i think um will be helpful um he's that's hard to read yeah i'm glad we did it though yeah um, yeah, he's very... I will uh, forever have um, that I'm a psychological pachyderm just <laughs> right in my head, which I think is good. I think it's good. Um, <laughs> I, sometimes it comes out as sociopathic pachyderm, is what I'll say. Right, because <laughs> what was what did Sarah call nuns? A, socio, what, a secret sociopath. A secret sociopath, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just lo- I've left psych- well, you've joined psychological. Those two I actually together. thought, yeah, I was like, wait, I thought it was sociopath. Pathic pachyderm. Right, right. So he was a little gentler. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, not a lot, but. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not gentle. No. But, no. um, you know, I do, I do kind of agree with Suzanne in that way that I learned from that. Uh-huh. And, um, but I guess other, some people learn from positive traits, but I don't, I, I, I do kind of agree with her that I think it's hard or harder. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. Well, I think also. Well, I, I think you can recognize that in yourself. And then, like, if you're really getting on the journey or getting, you know, doing your work, at some point they kind of, they don't have to, they don't have 
there's they're more right sized maybe. Yeah, they don't have or to have so much weight. Or they're just a part weight. of you. Yeah, but like they're you not where you. It's almost like you don't need the de- the good description or the bad right. description because those are just um, those are just the like signs along the road mm-hmm. that you're just trying to stay. You're just staying on your little road, and yeah. those are little flags that are like, hey, like, hey, 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 and they can be useful. They, they can, can be, be useful. part of. They can, you know. Um, I think I'm probably being being with people who are hurting and dying that I have as that I might have that I don't get all mixed up in it as much that mm-hmm. there's some loveliness to that. Absolutely. But then when I don't really get mixed up in it at all, not so much, right? Like so <laughs> that there's it's the being aware of it and then peeling it back when mm-hmm. it's for me when it's I'm numbed out or. Mm-hmm. Narcotized or all of other <laughs> words. Yeah. 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 And okay. And so this is our last podcast together. I'm yeah. very sad to say. Yeah. So I'm just going to step away. Um, I love, love, love the Enneagram and I love Elizabeth. Um, but I just am lis- in listening to myself and um, just kind of wear my energy, like kind of trying to to listen to that it I it's just not I, I feel like there's some other space that I want to tend to I don't even know exactly what it is mm-hmm. um but um yeah I just feel like it's it's time for yeah. me I know I know this will blossom and be and maybe I'll come on as a guest but um it'd be awesome yeah 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 well, I had to think a, a long time about whether I wanted to keep going or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to keep going. Um, but, I, th- I mean, I'm going to miss you so much because, like, first of all, I like our dialogue. Yeah. And and I think, like, you really, when I get hyperbolic or dramatic, you really, like, pull me into a wiser place. Mm-hmm. And also, I think when I'm, like, maybe over-focusing on details, like, you always see a really broad horizon. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to not be there. And I'm not, you know, that just won't, I won't have that. It'll just be a part of, yeah. So I might might get super hyperbolic and dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Which you already do. Well, Which is good. And I need that. Like, I, well, we've always talked about this. Like, I need that part. Like even even this discussion, I'm like, okay, that's true too, Lee. You know, it can mm-hmm. be all of those things. Um, yeah, I mean, I we just I think we are a good um, we're a good team, good I team, think. a good team to talk yeah. about those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. we'll see. It'll be exciting to see what unfolds. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I hope people will. I would like it if people would just you know. Um, tell me where they want to head with this, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what are all... you reading right now about well, the Enneagram? Well, I'm actually. Or where are you? Well, I picked up. So I picked up both Agent Sandra Matry and Helen Palmer, mm-hmm. and I'm considering doing Helen a Helen Palmer book book study. Yeah. But every chapter I do bring in a guest that that is that number that, yeah. of that chapter. And that way it won't be a monologue. And that way I'll have some more language. And get some more voices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I also feel like, I mean, at least for me, Helen Palmer is not a teacher that I I don't and very I'm not familiar with familiar her. with or and my friend Rachel the seven is um uh who's been on our podcast mm-hmm. is really a fan of Helen Palmer and kind of got me excited when she started sending me texts about the effervescent seven She's like the, her, a good word. her language around yeah. sevens and and Rachel was really connecting with it and I'm like you know I need to explore yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I've already re- I've really been enjoying it it's been really kind of opening some some things up for me good. so yeah so it's good, good. so we'll see okay. I don't know I have okay. no idea what I'm gonna do but <laughs> anyway it'll come yeah it'll come yeah yeah all right well I love okay. you okay I love you too okay thanks bye everyone bye.